0: Welcome back, everyone, to Rock and Ramble Podcast. You're here with your hosts, Andrea. And Victoria. And we are so excited today because today we are talking to you about the band Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, when I, of, I <laughs> uh, when I think of, I know, when I think of Sticks, I think of Freaks and Geeks actually first. That's the first Ooh. thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> Uh, because I don't know, you watched that show, didn't you? Right?
1: I have. I it's actually on my one of my huge lists that I keep in my journal um, <laughs> that I need to watch it like from the beginning and stay mm-hmm. in order because I've seen bits and pieces here and there and I know the premise of it, but I don't. I need to watch the whole thing.
0: That was Anyways. like one of my favorite shows. We watched it together as a family when it came out, and then we bought it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the first season, but. Some of the stick songs were like heavily used in that show. And so anytime I hear like Lady or Come Sail Away, I always think of freaks and geeks. Since we're here, is that
1: the one that when we watched it at your house one of the times um you were probably told you know you told me about like, oh, there's Easter eggs on the DVD menu and if you did this, it did that, or was that a different D V D?
0: Uh that was probably it because oh, okay. we yeah, my sister I had never and I watched... heard of stuff like that. On oh, Easter eggs? Yeah. And now look at me. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because I could not stand Jason Siegel's character. Um, I forget Daniel, I think is his name in the <laughs> Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I <do. laughs> because I thought he was so creepy and like he won't leave Lindsay alone. And no. then I married somebody who that was his uh, doppelganger, but I don't think they look so much alike anymore I think they used to look more like when he had his longer hair
1: there was one time I think when like was it Forgetting Sarah Marshall or something came out and oh, yeah. me and my husband were watching and I was like wait you know who he looks like <laughs> and I had never seen it before and then once I did I was like and, and it's not like exactly identical or anything no. but it like reminds me and I don't know if it's also I don't I can't think of the mannerisms but maybe it's some of that or yeah. I don't know just something about it was like That makes me think of Craig. Not that it looks exactly like him, but this person reminds me of him.
0: (laughs) Let me also say, let me backtrack here because I don't want people thinking that I think my husband's creepy. I don't think Craig is creepy at all. (laughs) I never got that vibe from him. They don't look that much alike. It was mainly past it and just really overcome. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. He's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? No. Um... Yeah, no, it was mainly his character, and, like, the things that his character was doing that made him, like, seem creepy to me, because I was like, mm-hmm. God, like, Lindsay keeps saying no, and he keeps, like, going after her, mm-hmm. and, like, well, Well, we got to this because you said
1: Sticks reminded you of that show, and yes. for me, so the whole band doesn't all remind me of this, but every time I hear this song, Come Sail Away, I always mm-hmm. think of our friend Emily, because when we were in high school... Oh, yeah. And all really close, and mm-hmm. already liked the song and everything. I knew the song, and then the song came on, and she, you know, the like solo part in the middle where it's just like instrumental, and that's mm-hmm. it's just like the instrumental in the middle, and the it's like, yeah. like little you know sounds, and do she's do like, do oh, do, 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 this do, is do, like, um, and see C- at Sea World, this is when the whales do their tricks, and so oh, I yeah. will always, always think of that, and I, I feel like. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I feel like she would, like, kind of do, like, silly little, like, whale movements. A hundred percent. I <laughs> and remember that. she was like, oh, it's Shamu's turn to shine. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff like that. So that song <laughs> will always make me think of that.
0: Let's get back into it, though. Uh, Styx is an American rock band. I think everybody knows they're known for the rock and roll sound. Like you just said, their sound is mixed heavily with synthesizers. And really, it just creates, like, this fantastical, otherworldly sound. And a lot of that was contributed by Dennis DeYoung. Now, when I thought of Sticks, I always thought Tommy Shaw. So I was really like, What? Who's Dennis DeYoung? And Mm -hmm. everybody's probably like, Oh, you idiot. Because he was basically the founder of Sticks. Yeah. So it all started when Dennis DeYoung, he was only 15 at the time, he was walking in his neighborhood. He walked past. Uh, this house and he heard music. He was like, went up to the door and it's these twins, uh, the Panazzo twins, and they're just playing, you know, music themselves. Um, One was playing drums. The other one was playing like bass guitar. And this Dennis DeYoung, he was like, Hey, we should be friends. Like come down. (laughs) He was literally like, come down to my basement and (laughs) I'll play accordion. And so they started like as a trio and um, so it was Dennis DeYoung, who was 15, and then the Panazzo twins, Chuck and John, who were 14 at the time. But they basically played covers. Uh, they were a cover band at parties and events, and they went by the name of Tradewinds, the Trade Winds. Huh. And then they added John Kurulowski, and I'm probably butchering that name. Mm-hmm. Um, they added him on for guitar and vocals and changed their name to TW4, since there were four of them in the band, and they continued playing through college. Then they added in J.Y. Young, and he made five, so they eventually um, changed their name to Styx, and they used that name to release albums under. Um, I don't think Styx was ever, like, a number one choice. Basically, they just Mm -hmm. said, like, it was the only name on a list of names that they didn't hate. So
1: Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Like the idea of, I guess, any band having to go through and pick a name that could be with them forever. I know mm-hmm. some bands have changed their names. Like, I mean that one, but like, it's hard to change your name once you've got big and things like yeah. that. So you have to pick like, which is the name we're going to land on and all agree on and be like, not necessarily super proud of, but like, oh, like opening a show and being like, we are sticks. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's interesting. It worked out really well. I think it's a great name. Um, I always thought it like had the it was like a it. Yeah, I always thought it was like a play on um like you know Greek mythology but also um oh, like yeah, the sense. drumsticks cuz it's like yeah, the sticks, drumsticks. right like Yeah,
1: I thought yeah. Of... that makes that more sense. And I should <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that because I love reading Greek mythology and like those like, like You right just told right me about a Yeah, yeah. I just you're was just recommending a book, book that I've read twice and just bought the physical copy cuz I was like I need this book.
0: And I guess that book doesn't, doesn't say anything about doesn't the River does make sticks. me smarter, that's for sure. Because isn't the whole thing like it's like the Death River and you have to put the coins over your yes, eyes to Andrea, pass? Yes,
1: yes. What? Keep proving that you knew more. I'm just kidding. No, I know I'm just too.
0: saying that I... No. <laughs> Look, I read the uh, No Fear Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, we both had to read that
1: like, what, like palm-sized... Bomb
0: thickness of yeah.
1: Greek mythology, and then we had one index card to write as many notes as we could yeah. for the test. <laughs> somehow I did well. Uh, somehow I think I did not do well. <laughs> well, I think that predicted the patterns for the rest of our academic career. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, little I'm side kidding, note I'm here. Kidding. Little side note here. Victoria would come into, we were both in AP English. Miss Bermea's class. I don't know why she didn't like me. I guess I wasn't a strong enough writer. But she loved Victoria, and Victoria would come waltzing into class <laughs> way after the tardy bell. And not only would she come in late, she would have breakfast tacos <laughs> <It's> <laughs> because she had stopped. <laughs> well, no, well, she had stopped at this taco place right by our school. And then did you give Miss Bermea tacos? Was that why she was okay with it? I don't think so, but
1: I know I for sure reached behind somebody to be like, Oh, I brought you a taco and I don't know
0: why because I'm not (laughs) You reached past you always brought me a taco, so I was fine with it. I always thought it was cool. And then one time it rained really hard and Victoria's driveway had like this dip in it. And so I think you called me and you were like, Tell her that I'm gonna be late And so I told her, like, Hey Victoria's flooded in, like she's gonna be late. And you come you come in late. But you still have breakfast tacos. (laughs) I mean, if I'm already late, right? It's still kind of my motto now. I don't like to be late, but But if I'm going to be late, I'm going to bring breakfast But yeah, so
1: we lived in also like the hill country area. And Uh, so my driveway was on like a little, a mini hill. But Mm -hmm. uh, when it rained, that little area on, on the bottom would get flooded. And it was a long driveway. I don't know.
0: It was, yeah. How long ago? Yeah. but yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to uh, Comal County Tacos, who <laughs> pretty yeah. much fed us breakfast all through our high school career. <laughs> okay, so Styx released five albums from 1972 to 1975, which is only three years, and five albums in three years. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. However, they were struggling with the critics, and they were struggling to find their sound, John Karaluski left the band shortly after recording the fifth album, Equinox, and he was replaced by front band Tommy Shaw. And now this is where, so in 1975, Tommy Shaw comes into the picture, and this is a huge turning point for Styx musically, um, because they go into a more rock and roll direction, Mm -hmm. uh, Dennis D. Young was very much, like, very theatrical, Mm
1: -hmm. and we'll get
0: more into that in a little bit, but he, basically, he was the one who wrote Lady, and while I love, Mm -hmm. love, love that song, Mm -hmm. it kind of bombed when it first came out, um, And then, like, this one radio station kept playing it over and over and over again. They're like, we're going to make it a hit. And people started finally liking it. But that was, like, way after it actually came out. So when Tommy Shaw joined the band, they, from 1975 when he joined to 1983, Sticks had seven top ten singles.
1: Oh, wow.
0: yeah, which I thought was pretty good, and they became the first band to release four consecutive multi-platinum albums, with three of those being triple platinum, meaning that they sold more than three million units. Um, so the triple platinum albums that they had, it was The Grand Illusion was from 77, that's the one that Come Sail Away and Fooling Yourself is on, mm-hmm. and then Pieces of Eight was 1978, Blue Collar Man, and Renegade, and then... Uh, The third one was Paradise Theater, released in 1981, Um, and that's the one that has, like, Too Much Time on My Hands and The Best of Times. And then they had released an album called Cornerstone in 1979, and that one went double platinum. Um, That's the one that had Babe and then Boat on the River. Yeah, I know. All these songs, I'm like, (laughs) oh, they're so good. And it's funny because... I was thinking to myself before I started, like, doing more res- research on sticks, I was like, okay, what, what are my favorite stick songs? And of course, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, Lady, Babe, those are all really good. But my favorite has always been Renegade. Yes. Always loved Renegade. Yes. And then as I'm re-listening, I have very much become Blue Collar Man. Like, I love, mm-hmm. love I Blue Collar Man. I that one. I can't think of that yeah, one. Yeah. It's like, da 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 da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da gonna be a blue collar man yeah give me an offer i can't refuse no i can't think of that one and i don't know if y'all know what tommy shaw looks like he's a weird looking (laughs) little dude every time i see him i'm like he's like david spade basically (laughs) he looks so much like him to me but what if david spade hears this come on uh i mean (laughs) it's not a bad thing I, I love his voice. Tommy Shaw has an amazing voice, and when he has his long hair and beard, he doesn't so much look like him. But when he was younger, and he he just has a weird look. He's a really weird looking dude, but he sings so well. So back to back to sticks. This is where they got a lot of issues started coming up for them, um, because like I said, Dennis Young was like really theatrical. Tommy Shaw was a lot more rock and roll, and so was JY Young. Um, they they wanted to go more toward the rock and so the 11th studio album that they released in 1983 was kilroy was here and that's oh, the one yeah. that yeah mr roboto and yeah so they created a short film for the album including mr roboto and it was crazy theatrical mm-hmm. and that was the final straw in this building tension for the band's dynamic Um, Mm -hmm. Dennis DeYoung wanted to create more of like a rock opera, Mm -hmm. um, type feel. They were playing, instead of playing like sold out arenas and stuff, they were playing like small theaters because he wanted it to be this intimate experience. And they had to reenact like this little short film that they had made. Oh, wow. And I don't know. Have you ever seen that film? I, I just no. watched it recently. And we can put a link to um, to the film in our, our show notes. But it's weird AF. <laughs> like, it is so weird. And it's... I just can't imagine going to a rock show and then seeing this. I'd be like, huh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh, man, I Because literally... Yeah. It's so weird. Um, Tommy Shaw is like, okay, that's it. That's the final straw. I don't want to have anything to do with this because he just wanted to play rock and roll. So he started drinking heavily and doing drugs. And then he finally quit the band because it stopped being fun for him. And I was like, that makes sense because Mm -hmm. they're going in two different musical directions. And if you watch interviews, um, even, I mean, he says it himself. Dennis Young is like, you know what? Do, do I think I know what's best for sticks? Yeah, yeah, I do. And so basically he was trying to dictate, like, what the band did. And there was no democracy they didn't get to discuss. And so they disbanded in 1984. And that's when Tommy Shaw joined Damn Yankees with <laughs> Ted Nugent and mm-hmm. Jack Blades. And Jack Blades was from Night Ranger. Mm-hmm. So they created, like, this little super group and uh they released high enough you know
1: can you take me high? i don't enough? want to sing but i'm mouthing it i know
0: <laughs> yeah um but i was looking at it and it was like so during their live shows the damn yankees, um tommy shaw would start playing the opening notes to babe and then Ted Nugent would come over and say, like, oh, hold on, Tommy, like, your guitar's out of tune, and he would take it and smash it, and then they would start to, like, rock out. <laughs> and they did that to poke fun at Styx and poke fun at Dennis D. Young because they thought mm-hmm. it was funny, and then eventually Tommy and Dennis got together and they squashed their differences um, and Dennis made Tommy promise to never poke fun at babe again. Um, So in 1995, they re-recorded Lady with Tommy Shaw. And mm. that is the version of Lady that I love because he hits the, like, the really, really high mm. notes. And so there's like this little, um, clip of them recording it and it's all three. So it's Dennis Young, um, Tommy Shaw and, uh, J.Y. Young. And they are singing like, Lady, and he's like it's just really I love his voice so they had so much fun doing that and they did that so that am could re-release like a best of album oh, mm-hmm. and so they re-recorded lady so that they could have the rights to it after reuniting the guys decided to go back on tour they had so much fun Chuck Panazzo joined back in as the bassist but his twin brother John had been struggling with alcohol di- alcohol addiction and was basically too frail to go out on tour and so chuck had to be the one to tell his twin brother that he was being replaced with todd suckerman which is like, yeah. And that tour ended up being a huge success. So it was kind of sad because the the drummer, John Panazzo, he passed away on July 16th, 1996 at the age of 48. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy Shaw, that led him to write like this tribute ballad to him called Dear John. And I think that was released. I could be wrong on this. So listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was released on like Return to Paradise Theater. Uh, 1999, Dennis DeYoung Young became sick with the light sensitivity and chronic fatigue syndrome. And I was light like, sensitivity? Chronic... He's like light... all about shows and theater. I Poor know. Guy. I was like, but chronic fatigue syndrome It's like, <laughs> do I have this? <laughs> I think everybody would see that and be like, oh, I think I have that. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. The guys in the band didn't seem too sympathetic. They were like, oh, okay. They just didn't think that he wanted to move forward. And so they basically like moved forward without him. Mm -hmm. And they hired Lawrence Gowan to become the lead vocalist. In return, Dennis DeYoung sued the band for the name Sticks, but Tommy and JY got the rights. So they can continue Mm -hmm. touring as Sticks. Since then, they've released three more live albums and one original album. Mm -hmm. Um, Chuck Panazzo found out that he's HIV positive and he got really, really sick. But he pulled through, and he's doing fine. He's not dead. So <laughs> that's good. To help Chuck, though, to get through touring, uh, Ricky Phillips joined the band as the bass player, and they basically just trade off. So they are still touring, and I'd asked my parents, like, if they saw, uh, or I asked my mom if she'd ever seen Sticks, and she saw them, like, in 2001 or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was basically, she saw them after... Uh, Dennis D. Young had left the band. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, they were, it was really good. It was a great show. But I was like, so what did you think? Like, because she was a Styx fan. And I asked her, I was like, what, what were your thoughts when they went from like Renegade, Blue Collar Man? I was like, what do you think between that and then going into like Kilroy and Mr. Roboto, and she was like, "Yeah, that was really weird." She was like, "I wasn't expecting that." And she's she has a younger brother who's like six years. I mean, she's like seven. Um, there's seven brothers and sisters, but her younger brother is six years younger than her, I think. And he was really into it. And she was like, "Yeah, Dennis really liked uh, Mr. Roboto. and he would play that." Um, but she always she liked the the older stuff.
1: Well, I think it's funny because it does sound like um. I know we've talked about some other bands who are a little more theatrical, and then there's just so many different ways that can be interpreted. Because I think I don't remember which episode, and you brought up like Alice Cooper, and oh. you're like, mm, no, that's theatrical. Oh, but then this yeah. one's theatrical in like a totally different way. But that what you were talking about with them like redoing or like replaying that little movie music video thing over oh, yeah. and over. Like that yeah. sounds like a true musical. Like that's basically what a musical is, right? Just yeah, like, it's like a rock out and opera. Singing. Mm-hmm. Like that's. So yeah. that's funny. I can imagine like if your intention was to be like, yeah, I want to be in a rock and roll band and you're like making music and then your buddy's like, Okay, so this is where I'm envisioning. And if you're not aligned, I could have totally imagined being miserable. (laughs)
0: Okay, guys, picture this. We're going to wear rubber suits and we're going to wear like these giant metal helmet masks that are really freaky. (laughs) And then Tommy, I know you're the singer and like the star, but you're just going to sit off to the side and like look around the whole time that I'm singing and acting like a robot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which I didn't even... I mean, I, I sing along with Mr. Roboto all the time. And I, like the yeah. other songs are definitely... It
0: like, was a great... Like it was a huge hit.
1: Yeah. But I... When I was like kind of doing a little bit of background on this, I was like, wait, what? Like I mm-hmm. didn't know a lot of the backstory. And I, it's just one of those things yeah. with probably a lot of the episodes coming up is like we enjoyed the songs, but didn't know all this, which is kind of the point. But I was yeah. fascinated.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll still say that... I mean... Obviously, the the songs that that Dynasty I don't want to you know um, cut him short or anything. He was incredibly talented and still um, amazing musician, amazing voice. It was just his his vision didn't really click with the the rock and roll scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he w- he should have been more of like creating a musical, and I think that's what he's doing now. Um, mm-hmm. is he's, he's working on musicals. I don't know if it's like Broadway, but, um, you know, he's following that passion. So that's good. But, mm-hmm. um, it just wasn't clicking with the band. And it's funny because it was more of like him against JY and Tommy mm-hmm. and the Panza twins are just like, kind of like, whatever, we'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were the co-founders with him. I think they just wanted to play and have a good time. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, so they're still touring, and I believe they came out with a, and their latest album is called The Mission, um, with Lawrence Gowan, and he's another weird looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're just full of weird looking dudes, <laughs> uh, but but very talented. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, so now it's time for the one hit wonder, and this one. I love it's two of Hearts by Stacey Q <gasps> yay I, 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 I need you I love yeah. that song
1: to good one that's hearts. a good one that's a good
0: one thanks so that one was released in 1986. it reached number three on Billboard Hot 100 and it always makes me think of uh, one of my very very favorite movies Hot Rod because oh, yeah. there's a scene that <laughs> oh, the three they're dancing like in front of a convenience store. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, Bill Hader and Yorma mm-hmm. Ticconi and um, Danny McBride. <laughs> and they're just, like, dancing. Oh, God. I forgot
1: about that. Uh, of course you yeah. were. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Hot Rod is one of my very favorite movies. I That's one movie that I watched the DVD and, like, wore it out. I watched it so many times. Watched it with the commentary on. And, like, found all the little Easter eggs, if there were any. I can't even remember because that was so long ago but um, that's one that I could watch anytime and it's going to make me laugh and
1: And when we lived together sophomore year of college that was on our wall we had a poster of a hot rod movie poster on our door actually right where the mirror was every day you look at yourself getting ready for class if you went and then there was hot rod right next to it
0: (laughs) that's right and I still have that poster Um, Hmm. and one day I will have a room to hang it up in and I'll love it so much. <laughs> Craig won't let me hang up stuff like that. Like I have all my old band posters. Uh, that Jason and... Seagal looking
1: motherfucker.
0: That I know.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna call I him like how you
0: call him Jason Seagal.
1: Oh, what did I what what is it? Siegel? It's Jason
0: Seagal. Oh yeah. My
1: bad. My bad. I don't say the name Isn't out loud it like, like. Tom
0: ever. What's the Seagal
1: name? Is it Tom? Oh. Tom Seagal? John. I don't know. Who I I'm thinking of Tom Selleck, so I don't
0: know who you're No, thinking. not Tom Selleck. <laughs> I don't no, know. The old actor. Um, Something sickle. Stephen Sickle. Oh, that yeah, one? that makes Steven sense. Steven Sickle? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. Oh, I, like I mean,
1: this I isn't, like, important, but when I think now, it didn't used to mm-hmm. always be, but when I think of Mr. Roboto when that song comes on, I think of um, yeah. that band we went to go see. Oh, Skyrocket. Band, Skyrocket, yeah. Yeah. I love that band. They they just do covers and of mm-hmm. uh, 70s, 80s, some 60s and some 90s, but mostly 70s and 80s music. And mm-hmm. the drummer, well they all kind of interchange the instruments and the drummer does the one you love like a yeah, a big like much bigger production for that song than the other songs and gets like all into it and I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I do like that drummer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I really I do like the song it just doesn't really go with any of yeah. the other songs that I like from Styx. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially you knowing the backstory of it now, I'm just like, ah, it kind of takes away from it because I knew how much they, the other guys, like, hated playing it <laughs> yeah. and, like, putting on. And I, I'm i wondering, like, what it was like to be at those shows. Like, if any of you listeners were at a show where they did that performance, I want to hear about it. Before Mr. Roboto came out, Styx had been... One of the bands that, what was her name? Tipper Gore was like, oh, "Oh, they're playing satanic music. Don't Mm -hmm. let your kids listen to it. And so they wrote Mr. Roboto or he wrote Mr. Roboto like as a answer to that. Because the whole premise of Kilroy is that rock and roll music is banned, they can't play anymore, and he goes to prison or something, and then um Tommy Shaw's character has to like break him out or whatever. <laughs> but it's like censorship, basically. Mm. Like the little black and white stickers, like parental advisory oh, stickers, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say that cause if, when you watch the, the video, it'll make a lot more sense after you watch the video. Cause you're like, Oh, I kind of, kind of get the censorship thing of it, but that was their response to the whole movement part. So I okay. just want to add that in there, but thanks again, guys, for listening to rock and ramble podcast. We hope you continue. And, uh, we're really excited for next week's episode. So stay tuned and
1: rock out and ramble on.